parents organization Moms for Liberty has now been listed as an extremist group. A student gets a failing grade for using the term biological women, plus House conservatives fight back following the debt ceiling debacle. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with parental involvement in schools and how it's sending shockwaves throughout the left. The last thing any Marxist wants is for parents to be involved in the education process, because over the last few decades, children's education has become completely transformed. Math, science, reading, and other core subjects are no longer the end game. Those classical topics are merely the window dressing for the real education, which is to produce a generation of activists bent on destroying the status quo and implementing a Marxist state. That's why, as parents have become more involved in what's going on at their children's schools, as they speak out more at school board meetings, as more concerned parents run for those school board spots, the left has been on the offensive. Remember the debate between Terry McAuliffe and now Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin? McAuliffe said this. So first of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were because he's never been involved here in helping Virginia. But it was not. The parents had to write to veto bills, veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it, also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decisions. You vetoed it. So, to yeah, I, parents, you stop it. the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. That's what he said. And his campaign was basically finished right there. But comments like that were just the first wave of going after parents. We learned that this practice of parents speaking out at school board meetings was listed as a threat to the left that just had to be shut down. That's how they thought about it. So the leading National School Board Association met with the Biden White House, and the result last year was parents getting listed as potential domestic terrorists. Newly surfaced memos show the National School Board Association did have coordination with the White House and the Department of Justice before sending a notorious email comparing parent protesters to domestic terrorists. This appearing to contradict testimony from Attorney General Merrick Garland back in October. Yes, Biden's Justice Department is not cracking down on Hunter Biden's criminal activities or Antifa or human trafficking. Nope. Biden's team is cracking down on parents because, again, pulling back the veil and revealing what is really going on in schools is something the left will try to stop at all costs. And now, the far-left Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a resource often referred to by legacy television news, newspapers, and other media outlets as a credible source, has listed the parents' groups right alongside the KKK in its map of hate groups in America. According to the organization, schools especially have been on the receiving end of ramped up and coordinated hard right attacks frequently through the guise of parents' rights groups. That's a quote from the SPLC's Year in Hate and Extremism report. Here's more. Quote, these groups were, in part, spurred by the right-wing backlash to COVID-19 public safety measures in schools, but they have grown into an anti-student inclusion movement that targets any inclusive curriculum that contains discussions of race, discrimination, 
and LGBTQ identities, end quote. The SPLC calls out Moms for Liberty as the group at the forefront of this effort, and because of the group's, quote, vast connections to the GOP, SPLC has designated Moms for Liberty as an extremist group. The report notes that Moms for Liberty activists can be spotted at school board meetings across the country wearing shirts and carrying signs that declare, we do not co-parent with the government. Oh no, we can't have a bunch of moms showing up at school board meetings. Give me a break, folks. Two months ago, Tiffany Justice, the co-founder of Moms for Liberty, testified before Congress. Here's part of her opening remarks. Free speech has been chilled for too long by our own government. I applaud you for bringing attention to the intimidation and harassment of law-abiding citizens. Parents have the fundamental right to direct the upbringing of their children. That includes their education, medical care, morality, and religion. I want to be clear, these are inherent natural rights. Parental rights do not stop at the classroom door. We do not co-parent with the government. Awesome comments. But it's comments like that and the activism of Moms for Liberty that landed the group on the same map as the KKK, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. And here's the thing. If some fringe left-wing group wants to attack Moms for Liberty for speaking out and defending children, go for it. The problem is that the media outlets reference SPLC as if it's credible. And thus, when people look at this list of hate groups and see Moms for Liberty, they wonder what's going on. The real hate group is the SPLC because advancing the leftist agenda of conflict, division, and hate is all it cares about. All right, next let's talk about the left's attack on normalcy. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about the push we see in schools, television, corporations, and more to advance the transgender and woke agenda. This effort is magnified even more since the entire month of June has been hijacked as Pride Month to radically and aggressively push lifestyles onto the vast majority of people who just want to go on with their lives. These lifestyles, along with sexually explicit books, flyers, and videos, are being pushed on children at younger and younger ages. Again, this goes back to the Marxist ideal that schools are not in the business of educating in the classical sense of teaching core subjects. Schools are now in the business of educating the next generation of left-wing activists. That's all that matters. That's what you will see. That's why you will see pride celebrations in schools or protests for the environment, but you never see children outside in a protest for patriotism or the right to life or the notion of just letting kids be kids. Of course not because that is not the agenda of the left-wing adults who are in control. Check out this example from the college level. A student, Olivia Krolchek, received a failing grade in class because she mentioned biological women in her assignment. University of Cincinnati sophomore, soon-to-be junior, Olivia Krolchek, who says she initially got a zero on a project because she used the term biological women the term apparently too exclusionary for her women's gender studies and pop culture professor. She says she failed, even though the professor had complimented her, quote, solid proposal for a paper on feminism and the challenges female athletes have faced through the years, especially now. This is unreal. The paper was actually written about women's sports and facing this new wave of men in women's sports. So how can you possibly write about that subject without identifying the biological women 
from the dudes pretending to be women. You can't. But in today's leftist education environment, you have to accept what the left is pushing as undeniable, irrefutable truth. Here's more. Um, when I initially saw that I got a zero, uh, I was pretty shocked. Honestly, I laughed when I saw it because I didn't think anyone would actually give a zero because I used the term biological women. But then it became apparent to me that she was pushing that agenda on me. Because the term biological women is contributing to heteronormativity and it's following turf ideology, a bunch of new words right. that are made apparently. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But that's what's going on in America's schools. It's an effort to destroy the definition of normal. And make no mistake, that's what this push this month is all about. It's not about who some adult decides to have sex with or be attracted to. It's pushing graphic sexuality on kids and also portraying deviant behavior as normal. Here's a clip from a pride parade billed as family friendly. Does that look family friendly to you? But again, there's an agenda being pushed to go after the children. That's the only reason why something like what you just saw is being billed as family friendly. The left is trying to say that men can be women and the overt graphically sexual activities are okay for kids. It's not right. And thankfully, more people are speaking out. All right, next let's talk about the debt ceiling vote and house conservatives who are fighting back against Speaker Kevin McCarthy. As hopefully you know, the debt ceiling was beyond bad. It's a terrible and devastating bill for the economy. It gives the government free reign to spend and spend and spend without a debt limit. That means printing more money and driving up inflation. And make no mistake, there was no real negotiations. The House Republicans had a plan that would raise the debt ceiling by a certain amount coupled with spending cuts. That was the House starting point. The White House had its plan which was basically to raise the debt limit with no conditions. As I presented on the show last week, here's a comparison of those plans as they relate to discretionary spending. The dotted line was the White House plan, and the red line was what was negotiated. Down at the bottom was the original House plan. Now, we are seeing some of the fallout from that vote, which again, is a complete betrayal of conservative principles and the promises made to negotiate in good faith. One House GOP member, Andrew Clyde, said that the GOP House leadership threatened to sink his gun legislation, which would repeal a Biden gun regulation, unless he voted for the debt ceiling ban. On Tuesday, some House conservatives rebelled by stopping action on guns, gun, gas stove legislation until McCarthy addresses conservative concerns. Um, the Hill with some reporting about the conservative revolt that took place on the House floor. Basically, 11 Republicans, mostly members of the Freedom Caucus, uh, walked off the floor, um, refusing to advance bills related to gas stoves. I know that's something that you're passionate about. Um, basically saying they're going to block any future legislation until McCarthy offers some type of concession. So that's the issue. These House conservatives voted with Democrats to temporarily block legislation until they can have a sit down with McCarthy. In particular, as Representative Andy Ogles notes, movement needs to be made on the Clyde legislation regarding the pistol braces. 
the pistol brace uh, rule that went into effect June 1st is uh, targeting over 38 million Americans uh, you know, when you look at products sold. And so uh, they, they were saying, look, you need to put that bill back on the calendar and you need to protect all of these honest Americans who bought a pistol brace. They brought them, bought them legally. They own them legally until the ATF decided to reinterpret the rule. And so with that, uh, you know, what I can tell you, because I've, I've been in the room, uh, both sides are uh, negotiating in, in good faith. Isn't it funny how good faith negotiations don't seem to happen unless conservatives actually take a stand? That's what yesterday's demonstration was all about. And if McCarthy wants to get bills passed, he better listen. All right, next, I quickly want to bring up the latest comments by Biden's Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen. In case there's any doubt about Biden's next move to weaken America's economy, Yellen gladly clears things up. It's not all a matter of spending. Um, I think we, in the interest of tax fairness and having the resources to invest in our economy, we also need to be uh, considering proposals that would enhance revenue while also controlling uh, spending. There you have it. Yellen mentions tax fairness, which means the people out there who dramatically already fund most of the government are going to be asked to pay even more. Revenues are at record highs, but the Biden administration makes no secret that the next move is to raise taxes. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.